was, she would be there. That's pretty cool. So being introduced at a young age, and the reason why you like wrestling tends to change over time, right? But like, when you really sit down and you think about wrestling, what, what about it really speaks to you? It's the characters, basically. The storytelling. I'm always going to be about the storytelling. You know, the matches I remember the most is Undertaker versus Diesel, in the, or, or sorry, Diesel versus Bret Hart in a steel cage where Undertaker came out from under the ring and pulled Diesel down under. That had to be one of the coolest moments, and that's something that like made me drawn to it. So I know you started a lot of your career in Arizona. For you, like, what influenced you to pursue your career in professional wrestling? So I was going through a string of bad luck. So I had a nephew that had Canavan's disease. He was only two years old. His name was Ryan, and that's where my name comes from. He wound up dying at two years old. He rolled over in his sleep, and it's a muscle dystrophy disease. He rolled over in his sleep, and he couldn't turn back over, and he mm-hmm. suffocated. Right after that, my dog died during a seizure. He had grand mal seizures, and he was only three years old. So I was at that point where I was like, life is too short. Go ahead and get what you want to get. So I lost a whole bunch of weight and went to go training and you know, tried to make something out of it. I mean, if I didn't make anything, at least I tried. Oh, yeah. And I, I could definitely respect that. And I, I know what it's like to have to deal with grandma seizures. That's the type of seizures that my daughter has. And it's it's really rough, especially to lose, you know, to like your dog that you love so much. I know we've talked, we've we've traveled on the road together a couple of times and we've kind of talked about you being a dog lover and stuff. And I know that had to be hard for you. Oh, yeah. So what was your uh, family's response when you were like, you know what, I'm going to start wrestling. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going for it. Honestly, it was mostly like, oh, it's a pipe dream. Like you're going to be wasting your time type of thing. Except for my dad. My dad was all about it. You know, go ahead and do it. I, I want to see you on TV. I want you to win titles and stuff like that. So besides that, it was a little hard to get through to them. They kind of thought it was going to be impossible. Now look at me. Yeah, you're on the road all the time, so <laughs> it's a little, little crazy. Yeah, that that's cool though. That like, it's I feel like it's oftentimes that you always have your doubters, and not everybody's going to be super positive. But focusing on the people that are super supportive and believers in your dream, you know, those are the people that matter, and those are the people that really help you push forward. So it's great that you have that in your life, and you got you had some good response to kind of get you going and. Now, for anybody that did it, you can say, hey, maybe you shouldn't have yeah. doubted me so much. And they're, they're eating. Yeah. So as you kind of started wrestling and stuff like that, what surprised you the most? The politics, mostly. <laughs> My first year was very hard. You know, I struggled with taking someone's finishing move and being a big issue with that. And who I got trained by being a big issue with that. I mostly started in Lucha shows. I didn't do anything that was american it was mostly just lucha shows for the whole first year until i started training at awf and that's when like things started getting a little better for me it was a rough first year it was a lot of politics yeah that sounds tricky i know like i don't think it's necessarily unique to wrestling i mean even a lot of people's day jobs whether you're in an office or maybe wherever right there's always some sort of politics and it always blindsides you at first when you come into an Mm -hmm. industry because you're like I thought we were just out here to get the work done. And then you're like, oh, there's a whole another layer that you have to kind of handle. So I can mm-hmm. I, I can imagine with something that you truly care about, it can be surprising and blindsiding and be like, oh, wait, I have to deal with all this too? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it almost makes you rethink it. Like, oh, do I want to go through with all this? But, you know, it worked right. out. 
Yeah, right, then you right. Through and that's when you start to see stuff on the other side of it, right? So that's pretty cool. So we know that y- you do compete as a single wrestler, but you also compete in a tag team called Downfall Cathedral. So what I want to know is what's the story behind you and Ramrock getting together? So we winded up going on a show together December 2021, and it was SCW Winter Warfare. And they wanted up putting us together. We looked alike. We were both, you know, tattooed white guys, beards and stuff like that. And we both wore like black clothes. So they were like, oh, these two would be perfect together. We wound up working Cookies and Cream, which is one of the best tag teams in Arizona. They put us in there and we wound up just clicking from the start. We constantly tried to get better and better. We would work mostly Arizona shows. It took a second for Ramrock to get out on the road. But once I got him out there, we started winning titles. We started main eventing, and we started putting tag team division back on the map. So it was kind of cool. So I, I feel like one of the hardest things, it's one thing as a singles wrestler kind of going out and trying to get booked places. But when it's two of you, it can be so hard to figure out how to like get on the road and get into new places together. What kind of things did you learn that kind of helped you get into you know new areas and stuff like that as a team? A lot of it had to do with who did he know already before, because he's been around for 10, 12 years. So he knew he had a few connections already that I wound up using. I had a few connections that he wound up using because I worked a lot of California before I met him. So we were able to kind of like put those together and make a whole bunch of different connections with each other to wind up getting a whole bunch of different shows. Wow. That's really cool. That's really, that's pretty cool that you're able to kind of like combine being from like, you know, different, you know, having different areas that you guys had like kind of connected with and then your combined powers allowed you to, you know, be even stronger than, you know, each of you individually and you both got, you know, new opportunities. I feel like that's kind of similar to Will and I, because, you know, with Will being in Phoenix and me being in Milwaukee, similarly, you know, we both get to kind of help each other out and, you know, I get to meet you because of Will and, you know, Will's met some people because of me, and it's it's cool when you get to work with somebody like that and, you know, mm-hmm. get to grow together. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you talked about the chemistry and stuff like that. You know, what, what are some of, like, you know, like your favorite things about, you know, getting to work in this tag team? Honestly, it's easier <laughs> to work as a tag team wrestler. Another thing is, like, we just have the same mindset when it comes to storytelling. Like, for the most part, he'll sit there and be like, what do you want to do? And it's usually what he'll he'll stick with. It's like something that he agrees with most of the time. And then moves and stuff like that. Like, we go back and forth constantly like, oh, should we do this? Should we do that? And it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to, like, be creative with each other. I think that's the best part about it. Oh, yeah. And I know you and Rocky just recently won gold at Battleground Pro Wrestling in Colorado, what does winning that title feel for you? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, what kind of emotions have came out of you for that? Honestly, it didn't hit till this morning. We just won them this weekend. But that's a whole year of us going to Colorado and proving that we belong. You know, a lot of people didn't think that we were going to get there, didn't think that we were going to stay as a tag team. And we went to a show that, like, we knew nobody. So we winded up showing up and becoming the main event. We become we became the guys for the show. So for them to put the titles on us, it proves that like 
we can carry the show. We can carry the company on our backs along with Gino Rivera. So mm -hmm. it's been it's been a, a really cool ride for that. So yeah, and and you won the titles against no slums either. You won it against the Pillars, man, and they're. I mean, they're all over the place. They've been on WWE. They've been on AEW. They've been ROH. I mean, these guys, and they're huge, you know? Yeah, it couldn't be a bigger honor to, to work them. Easiest match I've ever had to do. It was definitely worth the wait. Hey, why don't you show everyone the belt real quick? All right, all right. <laughs> there it is. Hell that yeah. is a nice-looking belt. I love that. That is pretty sick. Yeah, that yeah, thing is it's legit. I got to hold it for a minute and that thing, I'm telling you, it was heavy, bro. <laughs> I was like Yeah, it is. It really That's why is. they have to put it on someone big, you know. You can't just have, you know, any little guys carrying that thing. You gotta be really built to carry around gold oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> so when it comes to, you know, wrestling and like your outlook on wrestling and stuff like that, what kind of things do you like to reference or study or pull from when it comes to what you do in the ring, whether it's your, you as a character or moves you do, what what do you kind of pull from? I, I was just telling Will about this the other day, actually. I, I I follow five wrestlers. Diamond Ellis Page, Scott Hall, Triple H, Kevin Owens, and CM Punk. Those are the guys that, like, I love their moves. I love the way they talk. I love the way that they storytell. I love everything about them. And that's the kind of stuff that I constantly watch to, like, pick up on the little things. So Awesome, awesome. So I guess like if you were to sit, you know, pick like, you know, of, of that bunch, which do you feel like you pull from the most or like is like your go to when you're looking for inspiration? 100% Triple H. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just his style, just the way that he like knew how to tell a story, the way he knew how to sell. Just a lot about him made me want to be a wrestler. I mean, that's where I started was like 94, 95, 96 time where he was around. And that's what made me want to be a wrestler was Triple H, even as Hunter Hills Townsend. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are some of my earliest memories as well. Like him, like with the Godwins doing like the hog pen match and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We had that on VHS tape and that I've seen that match probably a thousand times. So, you know, that, that era, I have some fond memories of that time. Oh yeah. It's definitely a fun time to go back and watch again. So, yeah. So Ryan, you got any good road stories for us? Oof. Uh, I'm sure I always got some good road stories. There's one recent that you were even involved with. Yeah. Uh, we were heading up to a show called Dream Slam in California, and Paradox was the driver. Actually, on the way back, we were driving. It was pitch black, and there was a turned over semi right in front of us, and Paradox got probably two, three feet from it before stopping. It was very Final Destination-like. Oh, yeah, but, but but what he didn't mention was, like, three times before this semi, three different cars tried to hit us. Like, oh just on this trip, it was absolutely insane. Um, Even afterwards, another three or four tried to hit us. Yep. <laughs> Definitely Final Destination. You guys, you know, you guys got to watch out when you guys are traveling. I don't know which one of you is cursed, but. I don't. I don't know how we made that out alive. To be honest with you, I really don't. Well, we were fine this weekend, Will. So I'm assuming it was paradox that was hers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I didn't drive us either. Yeah. <laughs> so you no know, wrestling. You no know, wrestling. Such a hard 
you know, business to be in. And it, it asks a lot of a person. So for you, like, how, how do you go about balancing life between, you know, your personal life and your wrestling life? To be honest, I don't really have a personal life. It's basically just wrestling 24 seven. Yeah. I have a shoot job, but besides that, it's when am I going to get to the next show? How am I getting to the next show? Who am I going to work? And then I'm constantly studying who I'm going to work. I'll, I'll watch them on YouTube. Whoever it is, I'll make sure, like, what are they good at? What are they bad at? How can we make this perfect? I can speak to that because the night before his match, we were watching the Pillars on YouTube. We were watching a bunch of videos. So I know the guy's always working for sure. Wow. Now, how much How much time do you think you spend a week just studying your next opponent? Easily eight to ten hours. Wow. That's a long time to dedicate just to studying your next match, let alone anytime you might spend working out or other things, eating, sleeping, you've got a girlfriend. You know, that, that, that seems like quite the challenge to balance all that. Oh, yeah. And she completely understands. She's there. She- That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, why don't you take the next one? Yeah, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and get into the what do you think is the best thing about pro- professional wrestling? The storytelling is what I what I think is the best about it. It's just something about putting it together is what I like to do. Like if I were to never wrestle, I would love to be the person in the back helping people put matches together. How do you make it work? What's the story you're going to tell? So that's always going to be my favorite part of wrestling. Do you find yourself at all ever like working with other people like outside of your match, you know, giving advice or stuff like that? Oh yeah, always. I was telling telling the other day too. I'm one of those guys that sit in the corner like a creep and listen to what everyone's doing. I don't want to do the same thing as someone else. And if we even had AJ Hero on the show last weekend, and I was sitting there telling him like, "Oh, you guys are doing too much. Put a little less than that." And you know, just a bunch of little stuff that like helps someone get where they need to be rather than just doing a bunch of spots just to do spots. That's really cool. That's cool that you can be like a little bit of a mentor, a little. Maybe maybe that their match is just slightly better because of a conversation that you guys get to have. That's really cool that you get to do that. Mm-hmm. In that vein, what is it that you think everybody else could do but doesn't? What everybody else could do but doesn't? Mm-hmm. I would say listen to whoever trained you. Listen to whoever you work. The second I work someone, I go to the back and I'm like, hey, what can I work on? What can I do better? What should I stop doing? I ask everybody I work. So I would assume that everyone else should do that. So because you're always going to have to learn and get, you're always going to need more. You're not mm-hmm. just going to be perfect. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually in the back witnessing you doing that with the pillars after your match. You guys mm-hmm. were kind of going over it, talking about some of the few mistakes that were made, what you guys could do to improve along with talking about trying to get with other promotions as well in Texas. So that, mm-hmm. that was a, a pretty cool thing to see that I don't get to see very often. It, it was like, they bestowed a lot of information and, and it was, it was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, um, they were super helpful. Oh yeah. And, and I'm hoping to get them on the podcast here soon because like I said, man, they're, they're just stacked all together and hopefully we'll get Ramrock on here before too long as well. I'm hoping. <laughs> so for you, what is the, the thing you know that everyone should know? The thing that I know that everyone should know? 
Yeah, when it comes to professional wrestling. I don't think I know anything that anyone else should know. I don't think there's any hidden secret out there. That's that's just Ryan being nice, being modest. So, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, your past, kind of you you training, getting started, learning some things. We talked about your your current stuff, right? We talked about your recent wins. What does the future look for you? What are some things that are on your roadmap that you're really looking forward to or things that you're really trying to build towards and hopefully achieve? Well, there's uh, we have multiple tag team title shots coming up. One in December, we're in a tag team tournament for all the rest of next year in Texas. Besides that, I'm just trying to make those Texas connections. Uh, a lot of single stuff would be nice because it's hard for Ramrock to, you know, fly over to Texas all the time. So it's nice for me to start getting a little bit of a singles run. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I I see you talking talking to Gino. And I know he's got a promotion in New Mexico. Are you looking to work there possibly soon? Or Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We talked about it. He's just going to have to give us a date. And then I'm sure Ramrock and I will be there as soon as he asks. You know, it's been a super huge help to both Rocky and myself. And I know we, I got to introduce you to Axel, who's also out of Texas as well. That's one of the great things about this whole thing is I've met numerous people and got to like introduce you to open the door up for you. So I'm hoping that does help you out with your single run coming up. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bookings that I just accept because I know that someone's a connection. Yeah. And that's really what I try to do sometimes. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Connections are super important. And we've learned a lot of really cool stuff with you today, man. Like it's cool that you've, been able to form, you know, such an awesome tag team that's taking you to new heights. You've got such a cool support system and a good outlook. You know, you've seen someone that's, you know, really a student of the game, somebody that's just always looking to get better. I think that's really commendable. But not everybody is easy to please as I am. Like, I I, I think you're awesome. Some fans, they'll, they'll cross their arms and say, show me more. So mm-hmm. for fans that might be listening, right? And they're they're saying, I need I need a little more. Why should I check this guy out? What's your message to those fans? Well, if you're looking for a great tag team, uh Downfall Cathedral is who you should be looking for. We're basically hell on wheels. We're gonna be smash mouth in your face the whole time. We're gonna give you guys a show. For Ryan Ribbon, he could be the good guy, he could be the bad guy, he could be anything you want. But he will for sure tell you a story. And that's something that a lot of wrestlers don't do. He's going to tell you a story. He's going to tell you why you should hate him or why you should like him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and I, I know you guys are a good tag team. You guys are often compared to Legion of Doom when you guys come out. And the crowd is always super. You guys are always super over everywhere I've gone that you guys have performed at. But with that said, I want to go ahead and Ryan, thank you so much for coming on our podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. And for anyone wanting to know where you can follow Ryan Riven, you can follow him on Instagram and on Facebook as Ryan Riven. Go ahead and give him a follow as well as follow us. If you're not following us yet, check out our past episodes, literally all over the place, YouTube and everything. With that said, you never know who will be across the ring.